So, by giving the ideas, real getting is found. And giving, ultimately, in the full sense, has to have no getting attached to it. This is love. And if we are to engage in love, I'm telling you here, if you will, forgive me, but I'm telling you that give anywhere. I don't care where you give. You'll be better off. If you develop the tendency to give, you'll be better off. And if you're smart and you have good association and you catch this point, then you inquire where you can give the most. If this is what it's about, where give me some knowledge where I can give the most. That is the whole idea of Krishna consciousness. That is the whole idea of the Brajlila of Krishna. He said again, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the center. I'm the enjoyer. Bhoktaram jagatapasam Savaloka maheshwaram It's me, he said, Krishna. This is the whole idea. Swayam Bhagavan. If you know who is the supreme enjoyer, who is Rasaraj, then you know where you can give unlimitedly. This is Krishna consciousness. The whole Leela is, this is the underpinning of the whole Leela, the play of Krishna in Vrindavan. The giving is such, reaches such a pitch that it is self-forgetfulness. We are selfish, we should move to self-sacrifice. And from self-sacrifice to self-forgetfulness, where giving is not something we think about. It's our life. This is the Brajlila. And what happens in that? They forgot themselves. They are, they are, they are, the, um, they are the subordinate to Krishna, to, to, to Brahman. They forgot themselves. They're telling him what to do. Mother Yashoda is chasing him with a, with a stick. Sridham is pinning him to the ground. And the wonderful thing is, he forgot too. He also forgot who he is. So Bhagavad Gita, here in the very beginning, is telling us this book is about love. We are told that human life is differentiated from the other species of life because... In human life, we have the power to reason. But Mahaprabhu Sri Chaitanya, he had a different idea, an extended idea. You know, human life is different because in human life, we can have the opportunity to love, to give voluntarily. You see, nature wakes up to the fact that it has a soul in human life. And at the dawn of human life, nature which is really a combination of matter and spirit, starts to sense, I have a soul. This is an extraordinary time in the uh, development of the world. Extraordinary moment. And if that is pursued, as I'm mentioning to you, the knowledge that I exist, that nature has a soul, means that I can understand I exist. Lower species of life, they don't know that they exist. They do exist. They don't know about it. We can know about it. The, the, and the idea is that if we, if, we, if we know about it fully, then we can know what, what potential it has, what, what, what it's for, what its purpose is. 
if we know the extent to which we exist, we will not be busy collecting things and adding them to our lives to make it more complete because we know there's no death. I appear to be threatened. My sense of existence appears to be threatened, but it's illusory. What is my sense of existence? This is Arjun's despair. What does he say? Evam ukto rishikesho gurukesheno bharata sanayoru or does Krishna say, I should say, sanayoru bhayor madhyay ratam stapayam madhyay stapayitva rathotamam bhishma drona pramukha Now Krishna is speaking. Arjuna asked him to drive the chariot. Krishna is driving it. What does he do? He brings it up. He parks it right there in front of Bhisma and Drona. These are the main attachments of Arjuna. His guru, military guru, and his grandfather who raised him like a father. These are his main attachments. Krishna is so expert, like a great, uh, better than Zen master, <laughs> as they say. Everything he does has meaning, significance. He drove the chariot, carrying the order of his devotee, and in the process of doing that, he's enlightening the devotee by his very movement. Parks the chariot in front of Bhishma and Drona and says, so what do you think? Here's who we have to contend with. So what comes to Arjun's mind? Despair. Arjun's ready to fight. He's a warrior. People think, oh, in Bhagavad Gita, Arjun was, wanted to be nonviolent. He didn't want to be nonviolent. They wanted to agree with Arjun rather than Krishna. But Arjun had no idea of being nonviolent. He just didn't want to fight his relatives. If they weren't his relatives, he would have said, okay, let's go. And what are his, what are his relatives? What are our relatives? What are our family members? What are our friends? Hmm? What is our house? What is our car? All this is mine. Hmm? Ours. We should know that our sense of existence, our I, is entirely relative to our sense of my. If you take away the my, the I disappears, the illusory I, because it's entirely based on my. The extension of consciousness into matter is called my. And from that my, a sense of I develops. And it's entirely relative to this extension of myself into matter, which makes material things seem important and valuable to me. It's my car, so it breaks down. It's a problem. If it's your car, it doesn't bother me. Hmm? But it's my car. Why? Why does it bother me? Because I'm inside of it. It, ha it has something to do with my identity, my sense of identity. I've put my, the real reason it's valuable, that car, is because I've extended myself into it. So what is that self that has the capacity to extend into matter and then create this illusory identity? That is, that we want to get at. But Arjuna is not there. His whole sense of self is relative to his attachments. My, my, my teacher, my grandfather, my relatives, Without mine, if you give up my, then you can know what is I. And when you know what is I, what I am, the extent to which I exist, that my existence, in other words, is not based on having this friend or that relative or a father or a mother or being a father or a mother, but through all, all these things change. 
son becomes a father, becomes a grandfather. All of this is uh, constantly, uh, like uh, the ground is constantly changing underneath us. How can we want security, stability, but the ground is constantly turning? Now I'm a mother. Where I was a daughter. Now I'm a mother. Now I'm a grandmother. For example. So we must move away from my to know I. This is the basic idea. This is, as I say, the ground level for entering into that pursuit and that ideal that ends up in the life of love in which Bhagwan himself, Krishna himself, is conquered. Here we have the ideal, the highest ideal, that su- more, um, how you say, supreme to God. We are teaching, every religion is teaching that God is the most worshipable object. What do we teach? We teach something different. We teach what is the worshipable object of God. That is Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Very different religion. <laughs> and what is the worshipable object of God? That is his devotee. Ultimately, it comes to Radha. Uh, uh, the, the ideal of devotion, the highest ideal embodiment of love, prema mai. To love is love supreme, as they say. This is the teaching of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And to enter there, to arrive there, in the full sense of the term, the beginning point is this. You have to give up my, the sense of my. My and the I that is derived from that. This is Arjun's existential crisis now. He's been, the chariot has been drawn up, he sees, what I am supposed to kill is me. He's not thinking that far, but that's, that's what he senses. If I kill these people, these are my rel- relatives, then where do I stand? And Arjun is, Krishna is going to tell him, of course, that's where you get standing hmm, for the first time. You have some solid ground to stand on. Because only a fleeting, illusory sense of self is derived from such attachment. So to move from that, this is the beginning. How we should move from that in consideration of the ideal. Artha Prabhriti is as important as Anartha Nibriti. To give up unnecessary things is necessary. But the means to do that, the, 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 the uh, principle, the positive impetus to do that is artha probity, that there's something worth attaining, what it is. To be in a position that God becomes subordinate to. Very extraordinary idea. So in despair, the despair of Arjun. Two ways to go. In our despair, in an existential crisis, we lose a relative, a friend, some loss is there for us, some change in our situation, my job is lost, my income is compromised. These are great opportunities, the spiritualists think, the transcendental. These are great opportunities. There's hope in that. There's light in that. If you look at it properly. Arjun is fortunate 
to be able to look at it properly because he has good guidance. But without good guidance, see what he will do for the balance of the chapter in his despair. He will come up with uh, so much reasoning as to why he should not proceed in slaying himself, if you will, his ego. So much reasoning. All the reasoning is very sound outside of the context of, of, the, of the, uh, the circumstances. He's citing Dharma Shastra, Artha Shastra, practical common sense, so many things. All good advice. But applied here, it is merely rationalization. So sometimes we're met with moments of despair, times of despair, crisis. If we have we are fortunate, we have good guidance, we can see the hope in that, that there's light in that darkness. You can leave behind a sense of existence that was, uh, was despair from beginning to end. Again, this material acquisition by which we add things onto ourselves in the name of securing our position is hopeless. The more we add on, the more we have to do the more we have to work, the more we want, the more we have <laughs> sense of need, materially speaking, the more we have to work. So, in this way, I wanted to speak a little bit about Bhagavad Gita and to encourage you to study the first chapter very carefully. Are there any questions? Yes? In regard to uh, uh, me and I, <coughs> That Arjuna lamented when uh, when his uh, when his son was killed, and uh, and there was a I think it was an Indian gentleman who asked him about but how come that Arjuna was supposed to be such a um, uh, prominent devotee was lamenting like that? Uh, Prabhupada said that it was normal. So if you could perhaps explain that. Yeah, that's a whole other point. As much as we speak against minus and the I derived from that, minus, if you will, is our goal as well. In Gaudiya Vaishnavism, we want to arrive at the position where we can say Krishna is mine. Not even I am Krishna's. That is a lesser stage. I am Krishna's. But the Vrindavan Leela is about Krishna is mine. So there's a healthy sense of my that extends from the true sense of self. That means to become attached to those things that are dear to Krishna. In fact, we'll be more attached to that which is dear to Krishna than to Krishna. That is called Tadiyaseva. Yashodamai, why did she put down Krishna? He was suckling her breast. Milk was boiling on the stove. Why she put him down in the Dhammadar Leela? To tend to the milk on the stove. Was he not more important than the milk? Because that milk is dear to Krishna. That milk was taken from special cows, grazed on special grasses. Because Krishna was leaving home and going out and taking milk and butter and yogurt from the neighbors. And they were complaining. Hmm? Although Jasoda was defending her son, I've not seen him. Have you seen? Well, if you've seen him, why do you keep your yogurt and butter out like that? 
Well, you don't put it high on the rafter. Oh, he gets, he puts, he stacks up chairs and climbs up. Why you leave the light on then? He, he has a fulgence of his own. We don't, but he glows in the dark. <laughs> in this way, she's defending, they're arguing, but she comes home anyway and, 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 and tells Nanda Baba, there maybe is a problem. It, it appears that he may be going out to other people's homes. What's wrong with you? You have 900,000 cows. And you cannot get sweet enough milk to keep your own son at home? He has to go somewhere else? All right, Mataji. He selected some special cows from the herd. Gave them organic grass. Special grasses. From that milk, then, she was boiling on the stove making to make sweets to keep him at home. <laughs> so she put him down to go and tend to the sweets. It is a basic idea to be a seva. That which is dear to Krishna. So devotees are dear to Krishna. So Narutam Thakur is crying and crying. What does he say? Vaishnam Vignapati. Yeyani lo premodhana karuna prachuna. Then he goes on. Where is Rup Sanatan? Raghunathas, Jeev Goswami, Lord Gauranga, the great dancer. Where have they gone? They've left the world. I'm left here alone, but to weep. I'm had bit hitting my head against the stone only, weeping. So attachment to devotees, that is natural. That is a good thing. Arjun's son also a devotee. Yes? Does that answer also the question of uh, Arjun's uh, desire to uh, have Sumatra? Yes, but it's, of course, this is Krishna Leela. There are no material desires in the, in, in the Leela of Krishna. So, it's, uh, and they're all, and they're all, well, for the most part, devotees. In the Prakat Leela, there's some mixing. So, Arjun has no material desire to marry Subhadra. It is part of the Leela. So, in devotees we may find some some hankering and lamentation. This is what makes devotional service different than, bhakti different than Gyanmarg. Krishna says, Na sochati na kankshati samasareshu bhuteshu This is prasanatma. You come to this position. What? You become happy. How? By seeing everyone equal, no bias whatsoever. Not I like one, I don't like the other. You come to this platform. No hankering, no lamentation whatsoever. What does he say? As a result of this, you can, you can, this qualifies you for, to enter into bhakti. And what is bhakti? Hankering, lamentation. That is what it's all about. The whole of Vaikuntha is fueled by, by, by prejudice, by bias. This is what makes it go round. When the Kumars came to the gates of Vaikuntha, Jai Vijay would not let them in. They cursed them. And they said, you, you are, you see, you are in material consciousness. You're letting some in, but not others. What kind of place is this? My friends can come in. My enemies must stay out. 
This whole idea of friends and enemies, this is material consciousness. A prejudice, a bias, attachment. Because of material attachment, I think one is more important than the other. So they cursed the Kumars. What happened? Narayan came out. He heard there was some problem at the gate. That was the first gate only. Beginning gate. Narayan came to the gate. What did he say to the Kumars? Oh, please forgive me. I've offended you. What did the Kumaras think? They were very bright boys. They thought immediately, Oh my God. He said, I've offended you. That means all these people here in this place, he sees that whatever they do is him doing. They're one with him. This is a very special place. We're free from bias, but this is a place where devotees have bias towards the Lord, and you can't get in unless you have that. And if you have a bias towards Ram, you go to Ayodhya. Towards the prince, Krishna, to Dwarka. To Braj Krishna, to the village, and so on. The whole Lila is fueled by this, by, 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 by a bias, by prejudice. Bhakti is about this. Very different from Ganmar. Ganmar stops Bhakti, where Bhakti picks up. Parabhakti. But Bhakti is so... That is not the only glory of Bhakti. The further glory is her generosity, that she extends herself, extends herself even to the, the bigoted, <laughs> if you will. And sometimes we lament, huh, there are so many bigoted devotees. <laughs> we find it sometimes. And we think it is a contradiction of terms. How can they be devotee and be bigoted? But we have to check ourselves. What do you think? What can be done? Bhakti will go wherever she likes. She's touched them. They have shraddha. In a simple way, perhaps. But they're fortunate souls to have that. Bhakti has gone there. If they don't take advantage of her, then they'll remain bigoted and have so many other bad qualities as well. And we may not be able to associate with them and, 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 and take any uh, and gain anything. But we should be careful because if we're too quick to criticize those who have been touched with Shraddha in Krishna and in this rudimentary sense are eligible to tread the path of Bhakti by Bhakti's own doing. She's independent. She goes where she likes. She is a, a constituted of the Swarup Shakti of Bhagwan. He's Swarat, fully independent. So if we are too critical of devotees, even the, the, those whose character is, is not good, and we wish we, 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 them away, that will be a problem for us. We, we have to stop and think. If Bhakti is not independent and generous, what will my position be? It's not about justice. It's about mercy. There has to be justice or there can be no mercy because mercy means to override justice. But we are waiting in line for mercy, really. If we start to speak about justice, oh, then we have to think, what am I doing in this line in the first place? We push to the back. So we should be careful about that and have generous attitude towards uh, all devotees. Everyone we may not be able to take advantage of you may even have to advise, don't listen to that devotee. <laughs> That's sometimes there. 
You will hear that about me, I'm sure. <laughs> Don't listen to him. <laughs> and it's not for the reasons they say, but there are good reasons. I know them. <laughs> but overall, we should have generous attitude. Our God is most generous. Mahavadanaya Uttar, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Pujapad Sridhar Maharaj always encouraged us, please, this is his request of us, have generous dealings with one another. He said, so many of you have come to Swami Maharaj Prabhupada in his great campaign all over the world. We are so proud of that. All of India, so proud of that. All Hindus and all Vaishnavas and all Gaudiya Vaishnavas and the whole of Vrindavan taking such pride in that, so widely circulated and so many have come. Now in the time of this passing, when there is some difficulty, I encourage you please have generous dealings with one another. Because of his generosity, you are all held together in some cohesive form to do something wonderful. And that, that, that we are all so proud to be connected with in a small way, even. He said, Swami Maharaj was giving nectar as if it was water. And I am a small man in comparison, doing nothing. We could hear such glorification of our Guru Dev. So nice. We had to think, he has, you have something, sir. You have something also. We want that. That generosity that is so characteristic of the whole of Mahaprabhu's mission, what it is all about. It is really the byproduct of that whole existential crisis of Bhagwan that causes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent. The byproduct is this, it's madness, giving this out. This is a very secret thing, Braj Bhakti. It goes on in Sweta Dweep. It means like private island. If you heard a man had a private island in the Pacific Ocean, you'd think, oh my goodness, what? What goes on there? Private island he has. Svetadvip, but it's like a private island. What is it Brahma Samhita say? Tamaham Golokum Itiyam. Sriyakanta Kanta Parama Purushakalpatarva. Known by very few people. Very rare, special place that Golok. From there, this Sankirtan is coming, going everywhere. It's a great act of love and generosity. We should respond in kind. Is the whole problem in Gaudiya community, lack of generosity. You should try to see people for what they are. What are they? Hmm? More than that, now we're speaking of devotees. Jivaya Swarup Hoi Krishna Nityadas, Mahaprabhu said. Everyone is devotee of Krishna. The Swarup, every Jeev, is Krishna Das. The nature of every Jeev's soul is to serve Krishna. So that is their reality. The Dharmic reality means their nature. So we should see every person, what to speak of every devotee, in terms of their capacity or tendency to serve. 
however small that is, that is them. That is who they are. You understand me? You relate to them like that. Even in a, if, uh, a non-devotional person, we will look, if we look carefully at them, we see they have some capacity to serve, to give. I will identify with that. That's who they are. Everything else will be ignored. Everything else is illusion. So do you want to see with, the, with eyes of knowledge? Then you see like this. What to speak then of devotees? All have some capacity to serve. All have served. All are serving in some capacity. You identify with that. That is who they are. This way you can have harmonious dealings. Not that he rendered some service, but now he's not in the mission, we'll write him out of the book, write him out of the biography. <laughs> not like that. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> then how that book becomes eternal. Hmm? How it becomes a granta, scripture. No. So this is my advice to you. That is my order to you. <laughs> that is God's order. I am representing that. You act like this. See people for what they are. Mahaprabhu taught not to judge a person by the past. That is a common teaching. Don't the common kindness. Don't judge people for their past, but what? For their present. Does that sound generous? Mahaprabhu said something more. Don't judge people by their present, but by their ideal, what they will become. What is their ideal? Who have been touched by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission, they have high ideal. They will become that ideal. That ideal will become more refined, of course, in time. They will become that. That is what they are. That's how we should identify with one another. Another question? Yes. Um, I would like to know how um, do you balance the spiritual life and some of the material life that we have to have. Like, so you know, specifically like uh, like your profession, like uh, being here so career driven and everything. It's like you have to achieve things. So how do you balance that? You find time for spiritual life. Find time. Yes, you have desires, they are, which is, means ignorance. So, it will not go away immediately. So, find time to uh, occupy yourself in that which will make it go away. Don't be too concerned that it's there now and, 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 and it's not going away immediately. Have a balanced outlook. Embrace the means by which that ignorance will go away. That is what we call sadhana bhakti. Get good guidance and learn how to make your life circle around your spiritual practice rather than your spiritual practice circle in the outer orbit of your life. That's what you have to do. That much change you have to make. Hmm? Do you understand me? That much change you have to make. The orbit of your life will continue. Don't be concerned. Oh, I'm so materialistic, I have my desire. In order to practice spiritual life, you have to have some level of material comfort, otherwise you will not be able to practice. 
So you have a sense of, of, I need to accomplish this, that, I'm renting, I need to buy, then I can be peaceful. Then you have to do that. Then you'll be peaceful, relatively speaking. But when you get the house, then you have to think, no, I, I can, now I can be peaceful. So to the extent to which that makes you peaceful, that material accomplishment, then that time, time is put into spiritual practice. With everything that you think you need to accomplish, when you accomplish it, now you have free time. That time is spiritual practice. In this way, you, you make the spiritual practice the center of your life, and everything else orbits around it. And gradually that orbit will become smaller and smaller and smaller. And your life will be only spiritual practice and spiritual perfection. So you have to adjust. Not that I, 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 I have so many things to do, I have no time for chanting, no time for hearing, no time for coming like this, for sadhusanga, harikata. I'm too busy. A small adjustment. Otherwise, everything else you can do, it's all right. Don't worry about that. Don't be concerned. How it is a contradiction. No, it's a gradual process. You're not a sannyasi. So, so you have some license for that. I'm a sannyasi. My business is not to take all your money. My business is to tell you that you should give your energy money being an extension of that as well. How much? Just enough that you feel a pinch. Just you feel a little pinch. Then you know you're given of yourself. Balance you keep. If I ask you to give everything, that'll be irreligious. Householders have to have some money. And they have a license to have some bank balance. Still, you can be a Sharanagata, a surrendered soul as a householder. No problem. Shuklambar Brahmachari was a Sharanagata. In his previous life, he was a Sharanagata as well. Sridhar, Sridham, he was a married man. So many of Mahaprabhu's associates, they were married. They were Sharanagatas. It means you have to put the spiritual life first. Live simply, but that is... That is different for different people. What is simple for you will be different for somebody else to live simply. You have to be honest. Another word for devotee is satam. It means honest. So everyone has a different, different capacity and level of material necessity and what is simplicity for one will not be simplicity for another. But if you're honest then, and you put spiritual practice first, then you will know. Does that help? Okay. Anything else? Yes. Um, did you, when you told her that don't worry, you reminded me of that wonderful explanation you gave in, in your Gita about 2011 and 1866 with the Chanti. Nasochiti, yeah. Masochan. Which completely changed my outlook of, of the Bhagavad Gita. And I, I just can't resist to ask you that if you could elaborate a little bit on that. I know it's a big topic in here, but. That the thing about the, you know, don't worry, you know. Well, in the basic sense, uh, what I explained there by drawing the uh, connection between the beginning of Krishna's speech and the end of Krishna's speech, 
is that the, the way in which we can understand, uh, one of the ways in which we can understand a book is by understanding its beginning and its conclusion, and that they should have, there should be some correspondence. So in the beginning of the Gita, when Krishna speaks to Arjuna and addresses his, his dilemma, his despair, he says, Sochan, at the end he says, Masucha, Sarva Dharma Pritaja Mamikam Sharanam Bajahamtum Sarva. What is it, Papa? Moksha Yashami Maasucha. In both places he's saying, Don't worry. In the beginning he says, Don't worry. In the end he says, Don't worry. So, in a basic sense, it means find somebody who will worry about you. Then you don't have to worry. That means Krishna. And that means Krishna's representative. You should find a guru. His business will be to worry about you. That is his service. His service is not to collect money from you, to enjoy you, to exploit you. His business is to worry about you so that you have time for hearing and chanting. He comes to manage your karmic debt. We are karmic debtors, and the extent of the debt is unlimited. We have maxed out, to use a, a contemporary example. In the credit world, sometimes you max out those cards. And then what happens is that you work, but you only have enough money just to pay for the cards. And all the things that you bought with them are already finished, broken down and useless. You have no life. You're simply working to pay that which you already bought a long time ago. So what do you do when you max out? Then you can declare bankruptcy. The court appoints a lawyer. The lawyer is, the guru is like this. He comes and sets up parameters. You live within these parameters and don't worry. Now I create, in relation to your debtors that are closing in on you, a, 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 a bubble in which you can live and have a life of hearing and chanting. And, and then that debt, that will be completely uh, dissipated by that. Just stay within these parameters. So his business is to create that type of situation and, 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 and worry about you so that you don't have, you have to... You're worrying because you have debts. It means you have desires. Also. This is karma. Desires, wants. We should serve our guru so that he worries about us just like, just ideally at least, so that he worries just about his own limbs. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we say, the disciple will not come and take prashad unless the guru calls. This is a classic obedience of the disciple to the guru. But if the guru forgets to call and you fast, then that, 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 then he, is, his, he has a problem because you are his limb also. You are what has been sent to him by his guru to help him do his service to his guru. So if he does not give you prashad, he has a problem. Do you understand? We are all servants. I'm sitting here, you're sitting there. They are, these are just different roles to play. We are all servants. We are all students forever. 
such as the nature of the subject matter that we're dealing with. If I look this way, I'm a teacher, you're a student. If I look this way, I'm a student. And if you look here, everybody's a student. So the guru business is to worry about the disciple. He has some capacity to worry because he has a life. If you worry, you'll have no life. So don't worry. Chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> Anything else? You have so many questions. What is your name? Mahatattvadas. Just inspired me to think so. Um, when you mentioned generosity, uh, one should be very generous. Um, um, it seems like even, even Vaishnavas have, have there, there's a limit to their generosity. As, uh, I remember the example of the Prophet said about his spiritual message for myself, that's what he talked that he left this world for my children because he was, he was dissatisfied with his disciples. That, that, does that make any sense? Prabhupada said uh, something like that um, after the Bhag Bazar moth was purchased. Saraswati Thakur had some concern the disciples would be fighting over rooms only in the marble temple. It's a famous marble temple, which is no big deal now, but in those days, the marble temple. For Gaudiya Math, which began in the jungle, was a big thing. It was like the skyscraper in Manhattan or something. You ever been to Bhag Bazar Math? Hmm? No. Oh, it was a big thing. So, yeah, Prabhupada, so Prabhupada did say something like that at one point. Um, I'm not sure if I follow your point that Bhaktisiddhanta was not generous. No. Just, uh, just another aspect of that generosity, because apparently, you know, there's a limit when you say, okay, you know, now I'm not going to be generous anymore. Yeah, but that is another form of generosity, just like love takes different forms. It's not that when you chastise your children, you don't love them. It may not appear to be love, but it is. So, he's all generous, the Vaishnav, but sometimes uh, in order to be generous, he has to speak strongly, uh, to be kind. It's called tough love. So, yeah, it's the generosity too, the kindness of the guru to leave to give us a chance to assess our standing and, and to grow out of the necessity that he has created by his disappearance. Anything else? You've been a very patient group. I know I've talked for a long time, so... Hmm? Oh. <laughs> Everybody makes mistakes. Jai Natalita Parvishto, Mishnapad, Paramahamsa, Pari Brajaka, Chajas, Tarsata, Sisiman, Chesi, Bhaktivedanta, Sami, Prabhupad Ki Jai. Jai Natalita Parvishto, Mishnapad, Paramahamsa, Pari Brajaka, Chajas, Tarsata, Sisiman, Chesi, Bhaktivedanta, Siddhadi, Sami Maharaj Ki Jai. Jai Natalita Parvishto, Mishnapad, Paramahamsa, Pari Brajaka Chajas Tarsata Sisimat Shibhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thaku Prabhupada Ki Jai Shibhakti Binod Pari Bhar Ki Jai Sisi Rukmini Dwakadish Ki Jai Kaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai Gaur Premanande Hari Hari Ho